You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. Friday edition. Love it. Love it. We've made it to the end of the Amen. week. We're still friends. We're still communicating. Others are communicating. Life is well, good. it's the end of the week. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I'm so sick of you. <laughs> hey, if you have not yet seen our promo video for Israel, please contact me. We want you to come to Israel with us in February of 2024. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in it? Well, oh, okay. there's an ambulance. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Everybody knows. Everybody knows. Ambulance with the, Is, me sticking out the top of the sunroof. Yeah. There's, there's an ambulance and a can of Red Bull on top. <laughs> they don't use flashing lights. They just put a Red Bull up there. They know. It's the woven mobile. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah, yeah. It's uh it's coming up quick and we got to give folks an opportunity to save up and come and uh, I want Amen. you to register today. We've had great response. Um Good. I just talked to two more pastors yesterday who are excited about coming. Alstone.ca. Alstone.ca if you want to put a slash Israel, uh that'll take you right to it, but at the bottom of my um my website, there is all the information you need to come to Israel with us. We want you to come and have a great time. It's going to be an incredible trip. We've got a number of young people that are talking about coming, and I love when young people come and join in. Amen. So uh, get that information. Pastors, if you want to go, we'll help you with that. Please contact me uh, personally and uh, let me know if you need any reference or you know you know Brother Wolven better, contact him. He's coming with us, and it's going to be a great trip. And Lord willing, we should, that's the plan. We should do some uh, Tim Talks uh, from Israel. That'd be awesome. We could. We could do that. We could do that. That'd be fun. We'll do it. Talk to some people there. All right. Amen. On, on with today's program, talking about disruptions. And we've had a great week so far. I talked about on Monday, um, disruptions in the service, Wednesday in ministry or ministries, individual disruptions when people are disrupted with each other. I'm not sure where this is going. How do you want to? How do you want to take this? Where do you want to start this? Well, you know, um, the wasn't the question that was given. They gave a couple examples, like uh, perhaps someone in, let's say, Sunday school. They want their ministry to, you know, be predominant, and then maybe mm -hmm. somebody in the music department, you know, no, 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 you can't teach Sunday school. You need to be in the music department or the youth department. You know, no, we we need you over here. You know, where where it seems like ministries and people are sort of in conflict with each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's the idea. And I think also, you know, in churches, we do have individuals that get disrupted and people that get at odds with each other and can be disruptive oh, that yes. way. And I'm not talking to her, you know, he said this, 
you know, I'm not working on his bus. I'm not working in that Sunday school class. I think those are things that happen as well with individuals. So we can talk about those. So let's let's pick up on yours. And I, I would say that you better understand this, that my ministry is always way more important than your ministry uh, because that's where my heart is and that's where I put my money and my time and my energy. And so everybody's ministry is the best ministry in church. And so the sound guys... yes want as much time, money, and effort as the choir, as the nursery, as the ushers, all those. And you have to find a balance point in that. And again, as a pastor, this a lot of this rides on the shoulders of the pastor. And I think that pastors from time to time need to meet with, you know, groups of people and say, hey, this is the deal. Uh, I love our sound people. And we put a lot of money into sound equipment because people need to hear. And audiovisual is so Amen. important. And we're going to try to do the same with others, but that sometimes doesn't work. Next year will be your year. But communication, I think, in all of this is the is the absolute most important thing. Just communicating to people, hey, you're disruptive. Hey, um, you you know, you're you're hindering me in in my walk with the Lord. You've got to communicate about those things. And and the person who wrote in and asked about this asked, at what point? does somebody say something in these situations? At what point do you think somebody has to say something in the situation of people working together in ministry or individuals that have conflict? What do you think? All right, let me answer that with a verse. Uh, Verse 3 of Galatians, uh, Ephesians 4, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. Verse 2 ends with forbearing one another in love and the nice way of saying it is or brutal way maybe putting up with each other we as christians have to put up with each other and many times some believers do not want to put up with each other anymore and we need the grace of god to help us put up with each other because we wear on each other's nerves Maybe two ladies have sort of been a little bit at odds. They've been in the same Sunday school class for 14 years. Mm. And they're, you know, oh, every Christmas she's going to try to get a, this up there. or And at some point there's a breaking point. And you need to, I think you need to say something whenever you feel like something is wrong. We should always say something. Mm-hmm. When we feel that something is wrong or unfair, you know, uh, somebody maybe you, you felt like it was unfair to uh, talk to somebody a certain way, a child maybe being corrected. Right. And then after the service, it should be, hey, can we talk for a minute? Uh, why Why were you so harsh on that? I thought you were, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be mean, but you seemed unnecessarily harsh. You know, and maybe there was a reason behind that. You know, I had somebody question me about something that I did a little bit ago, you know, year and a half or so, and they came in. They they said, "Can we meet?" And they came in privately and said, "I really disagreed with you know the way that you handled this." And I said, "Well, let me. I I don't talk about one member to another member, but I can tell you that's not the very first time that I talked to that individual about this." I've talked to them about this before, mm-hmm. here, 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 and here, and they needed to understand 
how vital this was that they didn't seem like they cared. So right. you only came in on the tail end there. Oh, well, good. I appreciate that. So I was very thankful that that individual was concerned that maybe, mm-hmm. you know, it looked like I was just mad and snapping somebody's head off. And I, I was very thankful the way that they dealt with that. But when you think something is wrong, it's not right. Not what you want, but when it's wrong. You think somebody has done something wrong, we have to speak up. Mm-hmm. As a it's pastor, to me. yeah, as a pastor, I started later on in my ministry. I should have done it right early on, but um, I would try to meet monthly with different groups in the church. Uh, one Sunday night would be with uh, Sunday school workers. One would be, you know, uh, ushers. One would be sound people's, you know, nursery workers, different groups. And I would say, what's good? What's going on good in your ministry? And then I would ask, what are the problem areas? What do we need to deal with? What, are, what's, what can I do to help you in that ministry? And you have to be careful as a pastor. You open a can of worms, you might get some worms. Um, you have to maybe preface by saying, now listen, I don't want to deal with you know personal problems, but what are some things that would help you? Yep. And, and that may be an opportunity for someone to say, well, we're having tr- trouble with children being disruptive. We're having trouble with not enough workers. We're having trouble with, um, you know, faulty equipment. And, and they can they can then yes. bring that to light then. But you have yes. to be careful because if M- Mrs. Smith says, you know, Mr. Jones yells at the kids in class and I don't like it and I don't think it's right, and Mr. Jones says, well, those kids were, I mean, it can get, it can be a problem. So you got to be careful. You got to know your people and you have to maybe preface and say, this is not the time to grieve personal things. If you have a personal problem, you can come and speak to me later, but let's deal with it as adults and go first to them and those kind of things. But at least give people an opportunity to say, I'm having a problem because I do find that sometimes uh, workers are frustrated and they, they don't know how to solve the problem. And yes. as as a Sunday school superintendent, as maybe the the lead teacher in the class, uh, you do have a solution, and it's just a matter of you know working with people through that. So, my suggestion there on that yeah. one. Yeah, one thing is for sure, <laughs> I don't want to have worms. No, no. Well, you eat bran. <laughs> you eat bran, so that probably probably takes care so, of that. <laughs> I don't want to open up a can of worms and get worms. Like who has a can of worms? Really, I've had I've had a container of worms. I've had styrofoam cups of worms, but I've never yes. had a can of worms. They can't even survive in a can. Come on. Well, if the lid's off, I guess. But well, then you got worms. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh. there this, are veterinarians this, this, that can deal with in a worms. Strange direction. <laughs> You'll open a can of beans, <laughs> then you really got problems. Then you wish you had worms. Probably be a blowout. <laughs> Welcome to Tim Talks, yeah, the professional um, podcast. <laughs> the problem is I think we don't communicate enough. Right. To where... You know, it's once a year, once every three years, and finally, you know, it's like, you know, man, I'm gonna unload because this is yes. my chance. Yes. You know? And so that's that would be the problem of leadership, 
not allowing enough communication or keeping mm. those communication lines open. And right. so you just have to sort of try to understand. But but forbearing one another in love, I mean, that, that we need to do the best we can to put up with each other. Right. And right. Uh, some people had just some, some idiosyncrasies that just bugs other people. And, you know, we... If, if it's not unscriptural, if it's not harmful, if it's not mm-hmm. something that's detrimental, um, we just need to sort of put up with it and, mm-hmm. and try yeah. to work with people the best yeah. that we possibly can. Yeah. You know, really working in a church is kind of like a marriage. Um, two people from completely two different backgrounds, two different ideals of how to raise children, do, you know, finances— resolve problem come together in a marriage and you got to work through that it takes some time to to get that balance um and and the same is true working in a church you're you're working with different people who have different ideals and you've got to learn to work together on that and find common ground and balance um in in that situation and i I think sometimes we just have to like you say be long suffering with people and realize sometimes people just have a bad day sometimes people are just off Uh, maybe Somebody had, you know, something tragic happen in their lives, and they're trying to deal with that. So, be kind. But I think if you, if I'm a pastor today, and having the experience that we've got, I would say number one, I probably should have been more involved with our ministries than I was. You put somebody in there, things seem to be going good, and you never worry about it again. You think, well, things are good. I'm not hearing anything bad, so it must be good. And then when you do hear the bad, it's like really bad. So I should have been probably more active in saying, okay, I'm going to meet on a regular basis with people. I should have maybe met more individually with people and said, hey, you know, you've been a Sunday school teacher for three or four years now. How's it going? Are you still liking it? Do you like that group? Um, do you like that class? Uh, is there anything I can do to help you? Do you need any more training? Uh, what kind of materials do you need? Is there is there conflict that we need to resolve? And you do that on an individual basis. I, taking that time might save you some real hardships later on down the line. So I think being involved as a pastor, having a good Sunday school superintendent, I think can really help, you know, so the pastor doesn't have to deal with all of it. You have a Sunday school superintendent, you have a bus director, you have, you know, a choir director, you have a lady in charge of the nursery, you have a head usher, you have people that can deflect a lot of that before it gets to the pastor, but still be involved. I think the most common conflict among ministries and our type of churches is usually between the bus ministry and the Sunday school. Mm-hmm. Um, you I know, agree. because when the buses get in late, some buses are habitually late. Right. And, you know, now the Sunday school teacher is, is late. They're not able to get done what they need to get done. Sometimes some buses, you know, we understand if it's occasion uh, broke down and, you know, they or they, you know, wouldn't start right and whatever you know if it was maybe not their error of just being a late person and so they they wound up pulling in 15 minutes late now you're in the middle of your class you're starting to teach and now you've got disruption of of kids Mm -hmm. coming in and now you've got to settle things down and try to get their attention again and you know when that happens we try to be understanding but if that happens 
Sunday after Sunday after Sunday right. after Sunday. You know, that that is really, you know, that's mm-hmm. that's a real aggravating thing. And then you've got, uh, on the other hand, you know, some of the bus workers who, you know, they're out visiting, they're knocking on doors, they're, you know, trying to get the kids to come. And, and in their estimation, they look at the Sunday school teacher like, you're lazy. You just, you know, we're doing all the work right, and right. you're doing nothing. You're just showing up and teaching them. And they don't have the concept that that teachers probably visited their their class members mm-hmm. because most of our teachers do. You know, mm-hmm. they visited their class members. They they've studied and player, prepared and planned and they went to the store and got snacks and they you know, they they're working on something to keep their attention. And, and they're putting a mm-hmm. lot of effort in and they feel yeah. like they're neglected. So uh, when things happen over and over and over, you know, I think most of us understand enough. We can get through one bad day. But if things are repeatedly bad, you know, that's mm-hmm. where. That's where we ought to do whatever we can to address it early before right. it can get to be a, a bad situation. Yeah. What about those situations where maybe you do have uh, warring church members? You've got a family that's upset with another family, and they're talking about each other. They're trying to draw other people into the battle. They're trying to, um, you know, divide and conquer kind of thing. H- how do you deal with that? Everybody deals with it their own way. Me, I would deal with it publicly. Mm. I would preach on it, mm. definitely, because right. that these six things does the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination unto him. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. that soweth discord among the brethren. Right. It is an abomination. It, it repulses God so much that he dry heaves spiritually. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. it's an abomination to God. I don't have any problem you know, preaching and and interjecting. And if we've got families that are trying to do this and do that, this should not be going on, you know, mm-hmm. fine. You know, then if it's going on, you know, mm-hmm. fine, you can deal with it. But when you have people that are hurt, they have hurt feelings or they, they feel like they've been wounded by somebody else, that's probably whenever, if, if I hear of it, I, I would probably try to get, and make that make a visit or mm-hmm. meet up with at least the husband for a cup of coffee or something and and find out hey what's going on it, do i need to step in is there anything that i can do how can mm-hmm. i help um because you know just to try to help um you know heal that yeah we if anybody doesn't wound somebody else, I, I messed it up in, in James, you know, but you're a perfect man. You're able to bridle the whole body if you don't wind up hurting in, in words. And so right. all of us have probably done it and all of us need to get over it. But sometimes we need a little help. I had a gentleman who listens to our podcast. Uh, this is a few years ago now, came to me and said, I'm ups- upset with uh, one of the fellows in the church uh, that I was at. And said, I just, I become bitter. I can't deal with it. I'm thinking about leaving the church. He said, what, what do I do? And I said, would you do this? Let's covet together to pray, covenant Amen. together to pray um, for 40 days. We're going to pray Amen. for that brother. We're going to pray that God blesses him. We're going to pray yes. that God um, moves him, that God helps him. I said, you're not allowed to pray for anything destructive. You're not allowed to pray, dear Lord, um, make him a better person. You can't do any of that. Can't be any negative prayer. Let's for 40 days. At the end of the 40 days, 
if that thing is not resolved, I will meet with that other man and I will and I will discuss with him and help you. About 30 days in, the guy contacted me and said, hey, I want to tell you yes. that I've lost all animosity. We've become Amen. great friends. We're working together Amen. in the ministry. It was amazing. So I Amen. would say that's my solution to the problem is get people praying for one another and see that person in a different light and, and find out what needs they have. Sometimes if you'll just go to somebody and say, hey, I'm praying for you. What What needs could I pray about? You're going to find out man, my marriage is in trouble. My kids are in trouble. I'm I'm going to lose my job. I'm out of money, you know, yes. and, and you find out, wow, now I know why that person's having a hard time. And when that person knows that you're praying for them, how are you mad at a people who are mad at a person who's praying for you? I mean, that's pretty tough to be upset with that. So uh, I would say that I'd say that's a great, great way to resolve some of those things. Anything One else? Suggestion yep. that I have is, yep. um, Winning somebody to Christ covers a lot, uh, uh, covers up a lot of problems, you know. Absolutely. Uh, I can think of three distinct times that either I or my wife or maybe both of us were very either hurt, wounded, bothered, aggravated, whatever it would be. But, But not just the normal. It was like extra deep. I mean, extra, extra deep. And each one of those instances, we were able to lead somebody to the Lord. And, you know, on one occasion, I think Denise led a few people to the Lord. And it was like, okay, <laughs> it, it's all in perspective. We, we'll go on. So right. I, I'll tell you that that there's there's nothing like getting to lead somebody to Christ. And, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. if you got an issue with somebody, maybe— you know, if, if they're, uh, you know, two brothers, two sisters, maybe just spend some time and go out and knock on doors or visit right. some of the some of your Sunday school kids together and try to right. w- lead mom or dad to the Lord. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's awesome. That, yeah. that would really change things. Yeah. It puts you on the same team. It puts you on yes. the same team. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Good advice. Well, great topic this week. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yes. That's, that was a good Amen. one. I enjoyed that. Appreciate and it. I, I say that often, but I do. I, I enjoy these topics. And it's it's things that, Amen. you know, we've dealt with, but you don't often think about, uh, especially, yes. you know, post-pastoring. I, I don't think about some of those things now, but that's that's really good. And if you have more ideas, please send them in to us. Uh, you can email them to us. You can go to timtalks.com. Our, our uh, emails are on there. You can message us. Whatever you want, but get those to us, would you? Uh, we'd love to have Amen. a whole bag full of uh, mail like that. So thank you very much. We appreciate it very much. Uh, I'm Al Stone. I am in St. Thomas. I'm getting ready to go to Israel in 2024, and I want you to come along. If you've ever thought about it, uh, take a look at the information. We have tried to keep the price as low as we possibly can. Y- you won't find many trips cheaper than the price that we give you. And some would say, well, we stay in five-star hotels. That's great, but I'm just sleeping there for a few hours. Four-star works for me. Um, we, you know, we maybe have a uh, better whatever. That That's great, but apples to apples, oranges to oranges, uh, the price that we give you is going to be one of the best that you find because we want people to go. 
We're not making a ton of money on this thing. We're covering some expenses. We're getting a little bit for the work that we do. But we just want people to come to Israel and experience it because it will change your life forever. And as a pastor, I can tell you that it was one of the best things I ever did for our church, inviting our people to come to Israel and taking them along with me. Great, great stuff. Let me encourage you to come. Amen. I'm Al Stone. Amen. It's a great shared experience. I will tell you, you have one thing over any other company. I don't care how fantastic the travel company is. You have yourself with a microphone on a bus. <laughs> that changes your whole trip. Because I don't care what company you're going with. You're yeah. going to spend an hour going here, two hours going yeah. here, maybe four hours going there. That's about the yep. most that mm -hmm. you would travel in a day is four hours. Yep. But, you know, let's say 45 minutes to one place, an hour to another place, uh, you know, 35 minutes to another place, and then 40 minutes back to the hotel. Uh, you know, it, so you have you with a microphone that makes the bus hilarious. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, this, this next is, trip. That is entertaining. Yeah, this next trip, you'll have to sit at the front of the bus um, and and share that mic with me. We could we could really have a good time. Doing I that. sat in the seat of the scornful last time. I you enjoyed did. it. You did sat in the back. <laughs> you guys had a lot of fun back there. I got to say that was that was a great group oh, yes. back there. Yeah, a lot of fun. We, and and we do we do have a lot of fun on this trip. And uh, it it gets tiring by the end of the trip. You know you're going eleven days, and by day eight nine you're you're beat. And so part of that. You know, slapstick comedy um, just helps lighten the load a little bit as you get tired. But uh, it's 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 life changing. It's the trip of a lifetime, no question. We'd love for you to come along. This is Dan Wolven in Columbus, Ohio. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all the good ratings, reviews, and make sure you subscribe. Yes, and if you're in a foreign country today. We hope that you join along with us and start building the Timmy's Club there in your country. And we'll have to check and see what new nations have joined us of late. But uh, we're almost completely global right now and uh, moving up on the charts with a bullet. It's unbelievable. This is The Tim Talks. <laughs> Wherever you are, we love you and appreciate you and hope that you'll be back Amen. with us on Monday. Have Amen. a great weekend day and have a good time at church worshiping the Lord this weekend. Serve the Lord together cheerfully and uh, be sure you don't do anything in the choir that I can see when I watch your service online. Have a great weekend. <laughs> this is Tim Talks. You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.